Red Cloaks Radio is a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. Hi, this is Jesse with Red Cloaks Radio. Excited to be here today with my co-hosts. I'm Laura Venice. I'm a proud Red Cloak. I'm Karen Rose. I'm a proud Red Cloak. Our guests today are two of the hardworking people from Planned Parenthood of Northern New Hampshire. We're happy to welcome Liz Canada, Advocacy Manager for the organization, hey there. as well as Kayla Montgomery, Vice President of Public Affairs. Hi. We've invited them here today to Red Cloaks Radio to talk about a new bill that took effect on January 1st of this year that puts more bans and barriers on abortion access for people in New Hampshire. Combined with legislation prohibiting public school teachers from discussing quote unquote divisive concepts in class, uh, is New Hampshire the new Texas? Well, thank you so much for having us on today. Um, New Hampshire is New Hampshire, right? We live, pray, or die. Um, Liz and I are proud Granite Staters. And we are also proud of the fact that New Hampshire has a long bipartisan history of supporting uh, privacy, particularly when it comes to reproductive freedom. So we're going to keep fighting for that. This is really an important, critical moment for New Hampshire. Uh, We are certainly at a crossroads. We are seeing this happen in lots of states, in Texas. Other states are falling. We know that this is a real crisis moment in our country. The Supreme Court is making their ruling in June that could decimate abortion access across the country. And the Granite State is at a crossroads right now. There's certainly lots of bills to discuss. The abortion ban, which has now been in effect since January 1st, is a big one. We actually have more legislation that we are facing right now. And um, Liz is happy to talk about some of those other pieces of legislation. We'd like our listeners to know exactly what's going on and make sure we know how we can be helpful. One thing that's really come for us is doesn't matter what state you're in, we're one country. So definitely we are in a position where we are only as safe as our weakest link. Why don't we start with just talking about the ban first? It came into effect January 1st. Some of us as your neighbors didn't see it coming. And surely um, if you can help us understand how, how, did, how did this happen? How did this happen? It's like the million dollar question, because as Kayla said, we've had a long bipartisan history of supporting reproductive rights. And last year there was a bill that was introduced Um, that was a 24-week abortion ban that has almost no exceptions. And it went through the House, and it got to the Senate, and they held it. And instead of trying to pass that bill as a standalone bill, so that there was a vote on the record of just that bill, instead, it was sort of put into the state budget and into the policy portion of the state budget, even though I think we can all agree that an abortion ban has nothing to do with the state budget. So that is how it ended up being passed. It was put into the state budget and along with other policies that have no place in a state budget, but that's how it got into our state law. And so Governor Sununu was on the record beforehand saying that he did not intend to veto the budget over this abortion ban. He was really clear that he was not going to veto the budget, even though he had very strong opposition to this ban being included. So he signed that budget into law. It went into effect on January 1st. And since then, uh, some polling has come out in New Hampshire. Last July, after it was signed into law, and you know, as advocates have really rallied around the fact that this ban is 
a huge problem in New Hampshire. It's the first abortion ban in modern history in New Hampshire. Polling came out in July that showed large population, the majority of people oppose this abortion ban. It was really clear in the questioning of the polling of saying, here are the pieces. It doesn't have exceptions for rape, incest, or fatal fetal anomalies. It criminalizes doctors. It criminalizes doctors. It could send doctors to prison up to seven years. And people, of course, opposed this law. In addition to the abortion ban component, though, there is another part, which is that before abortion care for anybody in New Hampshire now, you must have an ultrasound done in advance. And that is a huge deal that has resulted in a lot of, I will say, backpedaling from the folks who pushed this ban. They realized, well, we might have gone too far with folks. This is maybe, a, they realize how much of a how much outrage it has caused throughout the state. And so we have some bills right now in the legislature that are seeking to narrow that down. But right now, you know, as it's gone into effect January 1st as well, in order to access abortion in New Hampshire, you have to have an ultrasound no matter what point in pregnancy, even if it's not medically necessary. I was making notes on the various aspects of the the law, and I couldn't believe my eyes after a while. I couldn't believe what I was actually writing down. It's my understanding that it's a vaginal ultrasound. Is that correct? So for at Planned Parenthood in Northern New England, and we have five health centers in New Hampshire, and Planned Parenthood in Northern New England is Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire, and 20 health centers throughout the three states. So at Planned Parenthood in Northern New England, a first trimester abortion is done um, transvaginally with a um, ultrasound wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just because just because that's best medical practice. So I, we certainly can't speak on, for other providers, but that is what we do at Planned Parenthood in the first oh. trimester. You know, often it's just not medically necessary if a patient comes in, if they know the date of their last menstruation, if they have no risk factors they can, you know, be prescribed medication abortion and they just don't need an ultrasound. So, you know, at, of course we follow all aspects of the law, even when that is not medically necessary, but we still have to follow the law. So this is just another example of the legislature trying to do something that they shouldn't be doing. They should allow medical professionals to take care of uh, their patients. Does health insurance cover uh, those uh, ultrasound procedures? It, you know, it depends. Private um, private insurance does cover ultrasound procedure. Yes, the state of New Hampshire did come out and say that. If someone's on Medicaid? You know, that's kind of a question for the Medicaid office. We're not, it's a little unclear. Okay. So I, I just wanted to jump in. And Liz, you mentioned a couple of things that struck me. One is the, uh, the, the, the power that a governor has, but sometimes doesn't do anything with. And then the other is the the outrage that people are obviously feeling in New Hampshire. So how do you think that that's going to affect the next election? I think we're seeing that already in how folks are engaging with their legislators. And, you know, the the drumbeat continues. People are really angry that this abortion ban has passed. And even with that, there are still a lot of folks who don't know. There's still a lot of educating so that folks understand that we have an abortion ban now in New Hampshire. Um, that there is the ultrasound requirement in New Hampshire right now that we are working actively to repeal. And folks do not want the government to tell them what they can and cannot do. Like this is just, it go, it flies in the face of granite state values, especially. And so I can't make predictions of what will happen in November, but I can say that like our jobs, Kayla and my job is to make sure that people understand 
what's happening in New Hampshire, but also the Supreme Court decision. Like there are so many folks out there who may not even quite understand yet the implications of that Supreme Court decision coming down. And so we wanna make sure we're calling people in so, so that they understand where we are as a country and as a state. So I can't make predictions about November, but people want to have access to abortion. That is a priority and people really care about that. We yeah, just, we, we saw some recent polling that actually only 19% of people even know that there is a case uh, before the Supreme Court that could decimate abortion access, only 19% of people. So we have to make sure that we're not just talking about New Hampshire, but we're talking about this country as a whole. Because of, like someone mentioned earlier, we are all at risk here. Right, and if nobody knows about it, was that 19% of people uh, in New Hampshire or 19% of people nationally? Nationally. It is huge. We've been talking with people who are helping paint a better picture of what it was like before Roe versus Wade, because a lot of us are familiar with decades of some access, you know, at least legal access, not always affordable access, but not criminalized. So it's, it is difficult for, I think, some people to really think, oh my God, this is how it's going to be because they, they've grown up not knowing what it was like. And so hearing those stories is quite a reminder. And of course, it's almost seven months in Texas where it's like we've turned back the hands of time to 1972 or earlier. It's really quite shocking. Can you spend a couple minutes with us? Because for people who are listening and don't know, we know because we're neighbors of New Hampshire. Can we talk a little bit more about that live free or die? So just so people know who are listening, it's literally on every license plate right? There's such a, a proud feeling in New Hampshire. Um, and that means a lot of people from Massachusetts go shopping in New Hampshire because they don't have to pay the same taxes. It's help people understand that extent of philosophy that fills the state with pride about freedom and liberty. Yeah, I mean, it does fill me with pride. We are, we are the live free or die state. And so for so many years, uh, it has been broad bipartisan support. This is just not something that was legislated. Um, we did not have restrictions on the books up until January 1st. Um, there are a few restrictions on the books. We have um, parental notification, Medicaid doesn't cover abortion, which it should, but no um, gestational limitations up until uh, January 1st. And that has not always been easy. There's always been organizations and extreme representatives, uh, extreme legislators who have wanted to put restrictions into New Hampshire law. But like I said, broad bipartisan support. There are, this is not a Republican versus a Democrat issue. It, it shouldn't be anywhere, but it's definitely not here. And throughout this fight um, this year, we have seen some people who have really stepped up and said like, this is not uh, the granite state that I know. And that's on both sides of the aisle. But what we're dealing with right now is a louder, more vocal, um, frankly, just bigger, extreme um, Republican party that is that has the votes. And, um, but that doesn't diminish the incredible bipartisan work that's been done for generations. And again, for listeners, can you just, I want people to get that idea that live free or die. It's not just because you gave examples around uh, reproductive access, but the live free or die motto, my understanding is it's, it's bigger than that. It's even for gun ownership or other areas of, of state regulation. There's a real, it seems like a lack of, I don't know how to put that in a respectful way, um, but it's, it's across issues is what I've seen. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, when it comes, it's everything from 
you know, our liquor stores being on the highway to fireworks, and, you know, of course, it's, it's pro-privacy, it's pro-freedoms, um, pro frankly, um, and, uh, you know, we're seeing it with the vaccine mandates as well. Um, you know, that, that liberty and that, um, that long-standing support for, for freedom should extend to reproductive freedom, and it has for a long time. And so when we hear, you know, you know, when we hear people talk about these reproductive freedoms, or I'm sorry, when they just talk about freedoms and, and personal liberties, um, it's really unclear why suddenly it doesn't extend to people who can be pregnant. Fireworks is such a great example. Thank you for bringing that one up. Literally people drive from other states, we won't name which ones, to get their fireworks and bring them home and have a good time. So unpacking that why, what is so important about freedom to people in New Hampshire? What's that underlying value? Are people talking about constitutional rights or the founding fathers? Or like, where is that? If you grow up in New Hampshire, is it in the water? Why are people thinking that live free is such an important thing? I mean, I, I grew up here and I can just say it's just sort of a part of us. Um, that's why it's incredibly disappointing what's going on. I know it may be like stating the obvious, but it's helpful. Yeah, Liz. No, I was just gonna say, you know, to be specific about, you know, where we have been as a state, you know, in 1997, for example, Governor Shaheen at that time, Democratic governor, uh, repealed the pre-row restrictions that were on the books. But she did that because she did that with Republican majorities in both the House and the Senate. So this, the issue of abortion or reproductive rights has not been a partisan issue. It has been a privacy issue in New Hampshire. It is really been a part of the values of New Hampshire of wanting the government to be out of our pri private decision making. And that changed last year when this ban went into effect, when this ban was passed. It's really helpful getting this sense. I think we'd like to continue the conversation and talk more about some of the pending legislation. This is really helpful if people haven't been to New Hampshire. It's a beautiful state and, and there's a lot of pride in the political philosophy, like we said, literally on every bumper sticker. Um, and so it's been really helpful to hear a little bit about this kind of shocking, unexpected change. So thank you for spending time with us and uh, we'll have you back right away so we can talk about what's going on now to try to address this. Great, thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more, visit Planned Parenthood of New Hampshire Advocacy Fund.org. That's P P N H A F.org. You've been listening to Red Cloaks Radio, a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. Find us at bostonredcloaks.com 